ghouls and ghosts. Today is our Halloween episode. I would like to welcome you back to our Eclectic Soul podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jen, and this is Jen. Hello, everybody. As you can hear, we have mysterious music in the background. We hope you enjoy this music. Jen, can you tell us who is providing this music for us? Yes. So, the music that we are currently listening to and that will play in the background of this episode is by Lucas King. And this is called Dark Piano for Dark Thoughts. So let us take you on a spooky journey of stories told by us of experiences that we may have encountered throughout our lives. And maybe a few other little ghoulish tips. So, let's see. There's quite a few, actually. Um, One of the most interesting places I've been as far as spooky places Mm -hmm. is Wilmington, North Carolina. I went there when I was in my early 20s with my mother. And there's a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people died of like the plague, and so a mm-hmm. lot of people were buried underneath the town. Um, and we went around and we did a lot of historical tours. Mm-hmm. And there was one particular historical tour that we did that we were... It was the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and the tour guide was taking us around, and there's an, a cemetery from... The Revolutionary War is about... It wasn't specifically for the Revolutionary War, but mm-hmm. it was during that time period. And we were standing in the cemetery, and something actually grabbed me on the shoulder. Um, and there was nobody there. It was just... It wasn't like a, like a light tap, mm-hmm. but... Um, it was like somebody physically had grabbed me on the shoulder. Like there was no way that you could mistake it from, for something else. And I had, I had turned around thinking that somebody was trying to like get my attention. Right. And there was absolutely nobody there. And it freaked me out so badly that uh, when we went back to the room uh-huh. and we were staying at a bed and breakfast uh-huh. that was from the 1800s. It was an old Victorian house. Ooh. So I didn't feel particularly comfortable <laughs> even when we went back because I was like, you know, I was all like looking around like all freaked out and stuff. Ooh. <laughs> but that's just one, probably one of the more, you know, spookier stories spookier that I've you. had. Mm-hmm. What about you? One was when I was seven years old and I was laying in bed and it was in the colder months. It was probably November, December, back in Delaware. And the town I lived in was a very old town. Matter of fact, the house that I lived in was owned by Thomas English family. And the, uh, it was a very old home. The house actually caught fire at one time. And I think that ghosts that were in the home lived there and died there. And um, I woke up 
like two o'clock in the morning because they ripped the blanket off of my bed mm-hmm. and they were in my face and I could see them. I could feel like the cold air from them. And I just went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and there was four ghosts in the house, two men, two women. And the two women actually held down my mother's ankles so she couldn't get out of bed. And she told them, if you don't let me go, I'm going to vanquish you, get rid of you. You know, I, you will be gone from this house. Mm-hmm. She yelling at them, I'll get a priest, I'll get whatever I need to get, but you need to let go. I need to get to my daughter. And the two guys, I had one male ghost in my face and the other male ghost, it was pacing back and forth in my room. And every night when I went to bed, I would leave my door open and there were scullances that went down the steps for candles. Mm-hmm. And their faces would sit there and they would stare at me. And the attic entrance was in my bedroom. So th- that's where they stayed. And they came down at night. Mm-hmm. So it was really freaky. <laughs> and that, that was my first really full-on experience. I mean, I've seen them. They never affected me before that time. Mm-hmm. But they actually... You know, they kept telling me to get out. It was their home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't belong there. That they, we didn't belong there. The closer you get to Halloween, mm-hmm. and the thinner the veil becomes, more stuff happens. So, I don't know. What does our audience think? Do you have any spooky stories that you would like to share with us? And if so, please visit our Facebook page or our Instagram page, and leave us a comment underneath our posting of any spooky stories you would like to share because we really would love to hear them. So Jen, do you have any others that you would like to add? I I have a lot of small little tiny things that just kind okay. of add up. So when my grandmother passed away um, over 10 years ago now, mm-hmm. um, just a lot of weird things happened. Um, just, you know, like the random stuff that you hear, you know, lights flickering, mm-hmm. um, things falling off of counters and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're holding paper in your hands and the paper would fly, just fly out of your hands. And, um, but the, the weirdest thing that happened to me around that time was this was, uh, when I was engaged and. I was living with my mother because we were, when I got married, I wanted to move into a different place. And because I'm a psychology major, mm-hmm. um, I had been living with my husband, who's my husband now, mm-hmm. um, for four years at the time. And I wanted a transition period, so it wasn't like we'd be living in the same place, there'd be no difference mm-hmm. after we got married. Mm-hmm. So what we did was, in order to save money and then to actually get a nicer place, Mm-hmm. We moved in with my mother the year before we got married so we could save money for the wedding and it would be a different kind of thing for us and then we could move. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was really nice and she let us move into her master bedroom oh. in her house and she moved into my old bedroom when I was growing up. And so we were in the master bedroom. We had moved our bed in there. Mm-hmm. And Brian, who's my husband, um, had gone to bed. Mm-hmm. And I was getting ready for bed. I was sitting on the edge of the bed. And um, once I was ready, I got up and I turned the light out. Mm-hmm. And I 
got back into bed, and I was sitting on the edge of the bed getting ready to sleep, Mm -hmm. and it felt like somebody was actually, like, pushing me, and kind of, like, you know, like, kind of like when you either take your hands and you kind of, like, go back and forth, or, like, your feet, and you go back and forth, maybe, like, on someone's back. Like, like, kneading? Yeah, kind of like a kneading motion, Mm -hmm. but it was very strong. Weird. Weird. And I thought it was Brian, right? Because, you know, I turned the light out. He would, he had already gone to bed, but I thought, okay, maybe he turned over and he actually came over to the other side of the bed and he was just doing, being silly or maybe he wanted my attention or something. Mm-hmm. And I, it was dark. I couldn't really see. And I turned around and I'm like, hun, hun, what, like, what's up? Dead silence. Nothing. Um, and, you know, I'm like, hun, what do you want? What do you want? And he finally... I guess heard me or whatever uh-huh. and he's like what and I, I said well, what do you want and I explained like what was going on and he mm-hmm. said that wasn't me and I freaked out so badly I jumped out of bed and I ran and I turned the lights on oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I'm assuming it was my grandmother because all that stuff was happening around the same time my, right. my grandmother had died that literally that year oh so it was, there was a lot of just stuff going on. And it ended around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. um, when I had a whole bunch of relatives over. Mm-hmm. And that was really like the last time that anything weird happened. And she after probably that, picked up with someone else and went with them. Either that or she's like, eh, I've done enough. I've been here long enough. And she saw a lot of my other relatives that were from out of state. Could be. And that she, was what she needed to go until she ascended. Yeah. So, wow. Freaky. Yeah. Yeah. So, since you talked about your grandmother, I'm going to go ahead and talk about my grandma. And my grandmother, I also called Oma. And um, she uh, is my namesake. I'm literally named after her. First, middle, and last name until I was adopted by my stepfather, who is now my dad. Um, when she passed away, I was four and a half months pregnant with twins. Um... It was a week after she passed away under the stress that I was under that baby A decided to stop developing. Um, I was really upset about that and everything. I already had names picked out. I knew it was a girl. I knew my son was a boy. The girl was up high. The boy was down low. Um... I got a phone call and it was one of those phones that are hung up on the wall, still old school. And it allowed you to have a selective ring. So, because I was staying in a house with military people and one of the military personnel's uh, spouse was overseas. So it would ring differently when they were calling from Greece. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't that ring. It was a weird, very weird type of ring. And I, whenever I picked up the phone, I was in the middle of cooking dinner. And I said, hello. And there was all this static and everything. And I can hear this voice saying, Jenny, I'm okay. You can stop crying. Mm-hmm. And I said, is this some kind of a sick joke? And she goes, you know full well that this is not a joke. You know my voice. You know who I am. You're going to be okay. I'm 
fine. I'm happy. I'm here with my family. I'm here with Kathy, which was one of her children that died at two years of age. And she goes, and I have Bridget with me. That was my confirmation that my daughter was gone. And I was like, okay, but why did you leave? Why did you give up? Why did you stop? She said she just didn't have the strength to hold on anymore. So I got answers from her. Mm -hmm. But the ambiance that was going on inside of the conversation, it wasn't like she was in a tunnel. But it, it was like she was thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away and you can hear it in between cracks and like snapping sounds and everything and it was just the most funkiest thing I've ever heard and scary because it's like I know my grandmother's voice and I can hear it and it's like you're not here you know you're gone why are you calling me you know, but she wanted to assure me that it was okay. It actually took until Kelly Clarkson's song, Because of You, for me to actually let go of my grandmother. So I carried a lot that pain because I watched my grandmother die right in front of me mm -hmm. and take her last breath. She looked at me and looked out the window and it had been raining. And a beam of light came down and hit her window sill and she was gone. And it just it's freaky, sad, mm -hmm. emotional. But that phone conversation put me on a high for a few months. And I didn't have nightmares or anything like that for a while. But it's amazing how spooky things like that take place because someone is trying to let you know they're okay yeah. or that they're thinking about you and they're there. And, yeah, it's just... It's a blessing and it's... Freaky at the same yeah. time. I was freaking, yeah. you know. So I'm like, okay, this is. Am I really? I'm looking at the phone and I'm going, this is really. It's corded. I'm making sure it's all plugged yeah. in and everything. I'm going, okay, it's 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 there. This is real. <laughs> but yeah, so freaky. Yeah. So anything else? I kind of wish Brian was in here actually because he has a lot of, like creepy stories and not like the stories that we tell. Mm -hmm. Because we took usually most of our stuff is like ghost kind of mm -hmm. stuff, but he has a lot of just weird. Should we invite him? Few moments later. Just a few seconds ago, you heard Jen say that she wished Brian was in here, and so we took a pause for a moment and we brought Brian in. So I would like to introduce Jen's husband, Brian. Brian, would you like to share some spooky, gory stories with us? <laughs> sure. Um, so the one that comes to mind. Um, is do you remember how long ago it was, hon? Which one? The one that happened when I was staying with Paul at the apartment. Oh gosh, that was definitely over fifteen years ago. Yeah, before we were married. Yeah, way before. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> so one night I had I was feeling kind of off that night, anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, so but anyways, I got myself ready for bed and. I had a queen-size bed, and mm -hmm. I slept smack dab in the middle of this bed. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. <laughs> so I'm feeling feeling a little off, but anyways, I'm like, whatever, it's nothing, you know. Maybe I had a rough day, whatever. Um, so, you know, 
yeah, change my pajamas, everything like that. And then I go and lay down, you know, and pull the covers up. And I have this weird feeling that something is watching me from inside the room. It's just watching me. And I'm like, it's nothing, it's nothing, nothing. Um, and I close my eyes. And right at that moment, something grabs me by the back of the neck and literally pulls me off the bed. Like, I mean, off of it. And there's no way I could have just, like, rolled out of the bed, you know? It's it's a queen-size bed. So you would have to, like, literally roll a couple times before you actually rolled out of this bed. Right. But literally grabbed from the center and just pulled me off the bed. Oh, wow. Um, I was terrified. Um, I ended up calling Jen because I didn't know who else to call. And I'm like, I need someone to come. I need, like, a blessing and protection, something. Because, like, it was just, it was, freaked me out. Um, so that was a personal experience that happened to me. Um, there's definitely some weird stuff that happens, like, in our family, in our house, and stuff like that. Um, my family, if you guys, I don't know how much Jen has told you about me, but... So my family's Hawaiian, so I'm from Hawaii originally. Um, but my grandfather was a kapuna, so he was a Hawaiian priest. So this is like the old Hawaiian, old religion type of thing. So very much aligned with the whole pagan thing. Um, but anyway, so, and so people would call him to help them, would call him to help them with issues that they had. And so my grandfather's called to this house and they had this issue with a doll. And so my grandfather goes and gets this doll, brings it back to the family home in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and he tells the children, so it's like my mom and her brothers and sisters, like, not to go outside and, like, just don't interact with it or anything like that. But anyway, so he leaves it outside, and, like, you could hear it crying at night. Just like... <laughs> Like, trying to get it... And this is coming from a doll. But anyway, so apparently on, like, the third night, he was supposed to put this doll into the fire. And so he starts this fire up, and he throws the doll in. And you could hear the doll screaming. Just just full-blown screaming as the fires consumed it. So, I don't know what the hell was in the doll. Probably some evil spirit was in it. Um... But yeah, so creepy stuff yeah. happens that's, with my family. That's, that's so good, though. <laughs> but so many things have happened between me, and my family, myself, my mom, my sister, Miley. I mean, my family has a lot of like supernatural stuff. I don't know. Maybe we're just more sensitive to it. But I definitely, you know, believe that there are things around us. And, yeah. The unseen and, you know, and stuff like that, so. Is there any more you want to share with us? You can share as much as you want. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think what are good ones. So, we were, so my, so this is when Miley was really young, so after, shortly after my dad had passed away, um, and it's kind of a two-part thing. So about a week after my dad had passed away, we woke up to the smell of coffee. And my family, 
I'm being Mormon, do not drink coffee. <laughs> My dad was the only one that drank coffee in the house. And so we woke up the next morning to the smell of coffee being brewed. And we go downstairs, and sure enough, there is a fresh pot of coffee sitting in the coffee maker. The cabinet above the coffee maker was opened, and this is where my dad kept all of his, like, you know, the sugars and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So it was open, two sugars, and his coffee mug, which was normally up in this cabinet, Mm-hmm. was actually down on the counter with the coffee and the sugar. Like, like, literally, like, my dad was there making it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and later on that evening, that's why it's a two-part thing. So later on that evening, we're doing stuff. This is when Miley was very, very young. Like, she's, like, three, like three or four. Like, very young. But old enough to talk, right? And she is just having this conversation. Like, we're like, who is... Like, so we're thinking that someone, like, you know, like, maybe Justin or Michael is sitting down there with them. So we call them, and they're upstairs. And we're like, hey, Miley, who are you talking to? She's like, I'm talking to Papa. He's sitting right here. So, you know, the whole thing about how spirits pass on, so with that, it's like, maybe they linger for a while. I don't know. So that was... Unresolved issues. Unresolved issues, you know, whatever it may be, but... Or maybe just to visit, right? Right. Let them presence be known. Um, But there's that... um, There's just that feeling in Lori's house. Lori's my sister. Um, And so we all kind of lived together here in Arizona um, for a while. Well, anyways, there was a lot of how to say, tension in that household. Um, my sister went through a divorce. It was just, it was bad. And she ended up dating someone, and we always thought that his family was into, like, black arts type of thing. Mm-hmm. Voodoo. Voodoo. They're from Colombia, so... Oh. Yeah, so... But anyways... But even before then, you know, it, it got worse mm-hmm. after, but even before then... So, at the top of the stairs is the master bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's a double-door entry to the master bedroom. And then you have to kind of go past this and down a hall to get to the other rooms. Well, again, always this feeling that something was watching you from, out, from inside that room out. So, like, we hated all of us. So, not just me, but me, Justin, who's my nephew, Michael, who's my younger nephew. We all hated going upstairs at night. Um, even if the light was on. It didn't even matter if the light was on. It's just there's this feeling that literally something was going to come and grab you mm. from that room. And it was it was always there. Like, and so, like, literally, like, when we had to get something from upstairs, we would literally run up the stairs. And when I mean run, I mean, like, like, because there was, like, it was a split staircase, mm-hmm. so there's a landing. Mm-hmm. So we go up the first section, right? Mm-hmm. Pause. Look up at the door. <laughs> it didn't matter the door was open or closed. If it was open, if it was even worse if the door was open. Oh, wow. Um, so we'd look, and then we would run, like, I mean, sprint up the stairs, around the corner, and down the hall to the rooms. Because when you should have passed the room, it was fine. Fine. Oh, it's just right there in front of that room. And then coming down the stairs, literally we would jump the entire set of stairs to the landing just to get away 
from that room. So my mom is standing there. Lori is sitting on the stairs talking to my mom. Mm-hmm. And as they're talking, and they're talking about Lewis, who's mm-hmm. my sister's ex-boyfriend, um, they see this shadow. Almost like a shadow person. Walk up the stairs, walk past my sister, and walk into that bedroom. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, so awesome. <laughs> Gosh, <busted. laughs> So, Thank you for joining us on this episode. Welcome. So, uh, any more stories you want to share? Um, I guess to wrap up, I could share just a bunch of just random stuff. Okay. Um, mostly, I don't have a lot of, like, main stories because... I constantly have all sorts of small stuff that goes on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those people where I don't want to see things, so I try to keep... I block a lot. Mm-hmm. But I have a problem with the, uh, the feeling of it. I get mm-hmm. that a lot, and sometimes it gets to be a little bit too much. Um, there are a couple of places I've been that were particularly bad. Um when I was on a trip to Alaska with my friend, mm-hmm. um, there was a place in um, Victoria, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a manor. Mm-hmm. It was built to look kind of like a castle, but it wasn't a castle. It was a manor, and I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now. Um, but I was doing the video, and my friend was doing the picture, so we could focus on different things and get through and everything. Mm -hmm. And we were just walking around this place, this massive Mm -hmm. manor. And I was just going around bidding everything. And while I was there, you know, the typical thing happens to me. when Typically when I'm in historical places, I do get this, like, heaviness Mm -hmm. because there's definitely stuff there that you don't see. Right. Um, And it varies. Um, It wasn't too bad. Sometimes it gets really, like, you can tell that there's really something there. Um, but what was creepy about that experience was the pictures that my friend took. Um, I've been tons of places and have taken pictures where there's orbs and things. That's mm-hmm. not really, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a commonplace thing. Mm-hmm. But what was weird about this was most of the pictures were completely distorted. <gasps> that's an energy field distortion. That means weird. something was there. Like, you, I mean, and, and it was like you couldn't even see, like... Like blurriness, or like there was even a couple of pictures where there was like spirals, mm-hmm. where everything was like twisting into like mm-hmm. into the center and stuff like that. Really creepy, and it was uncertain places, like certain rooms mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, Lots uh, of energy distortion. Mm-hmm. Wow. There was a another. There was another uh, manor that was in Wilmington uh-huh. that I talked about. I had went to Wilmington with my mother. Right. There was a manor there, a southern plantation, mm-hmm. um, that I just could not stand being in. I don't know what happened there. Because like I had mentioned before, you know, you go to historical places, you know, you feel a heaviness there. Right, right. But this was definitely very different. Um, it was to the point where I couldn't even be alone. So I was with my mother, middle of the day, mm-hmm. and... They kind of just let you walk around, mm-hmm. and we're just walking through this place, and there was a, a, a period of time where my mother had walked into another room, and mm-hmm. I, and she disappeared from my sight, mm-hmm. and I actually had a panic attack. 
It was it was so bad. Like I don't know. It was just it was a very it was very creepy, and I couldn't stand being there for very long. Mm-hmm. And so when I had found her, I told her like we you know I'm done. We we need to we need to go. Mm-hmm. But it was just there was something about that place that. I'm getting a feeling right now that this place was probably used I won't say as a prison, but people that went there were trapped there. Yeah. They, well, could, slaves. they couldn't there were yeah, slaves that lived there. They too. could they couldn't leave, they couldn't live the life. Even the the mistress of the house right, right. was encumbered to stay there. You know, she wasn't allowed to go off. And it, the, the owner was very controllative, mm-hmm. and a lot of deaths happened there. There was a, another manor that was in the same area that mm-hmm. we didn't go into because I didn't want to, mm-hmm. but it was one of the, um, I want to I I say like a general or something in the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually, after he died, they found under his house, he had like a whole like dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And there was a section that actually went out to the sea, mm-hmm. like out to the, I wouldn't say the sea, but like the... Like a channel? Like, or? well, it, the Cape Fear River, I believe, was close by, so maybe it went out to the river. I don't remember, but there was like a secret like Exit. passageway. I guess oh. he used to smuggle something, I don't know, mm. in and out, but I was like, I don't need to go see that. <laughs> we'll just stay out. But it was in the same area. Oh, wow. So... um. But that stuff, I mean, I have so many stories of stuff like that. I so mean, if, I mean, even Matt's house, you know, I mean, oh, what yeah. happened that one year? I mean, you, I don't, you weren't there the no. year that that happened, but no. it was a very similar experience for me mm-hmm. where, you know, obviously in Matt's house, there's something there generally all the time. But that right. one time that I was there, I couldn't handle it. Right. Like I spent the entire time in the back bedroom freaking out. Well, I also, Brian made him do all sorts of stuff to that house, too, because I said I wouldn't come back the next year because I couldn't handle it. Um, I would say this year wasn't as bad as last year. Last year, I still felt like the corner. Yeah. Because I didn't sit out there, that I actually sat in the other room. Mm -hmm. That heaviness that was in the corner, I didn't even feel it when we came in the house. This time around, it actually, I, I felt the easiest I think I've ever been there. It was... Definitely different than last year for me. There was a complete... There, I would say it was 50% nicer, the feeling that I yeah, got, yeah. than the year before. The year before, there was still a lot of turbulence in that house. A lot of dark pressure. So, that's a good thing. But, yeah, oh no, I can go on with stories. Oh, yeah. People grabbing, like, I could be walking somewhere in a building or in a house. Now, I've been in places where people wanted to go in, and I refused to go in. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going in there. And they're like, mm-hmm. why won't you go in there? I said, somebody died in there. Well, of course someone died in there. It was a, um, it's like a hospital. And I'm like, well, I'm not going in there. Have you been to the place, that Jerome, the place in Jerome? No, I want to. That place, you wouldn't, you wouldn't like being there. No, I want to, because when I drove... <laughs> Past there with you that day, yeah. You remember we got sidetracked to go and we went around through yeah, 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 yeah. down, yeah. Um, going to where we were going. Something tells me it is it pulled me and said, You need to go in there, you need to go in there. I don't know why. Maybe I'm meant to go oh. in there. Um, there's a hotel in Tempe mm-hmm. that is haunted, and a room is haunted. I actually asked to go see that room mm-hmm. because I wanted because a woman was killed there, yeah. I wanted to put 
in that piece, but someone was staying in the room, oh. so I couldn't go and stay in the room. Yeah, that, that when we were there, I've been there a couple of times, but Matt wanted to go one time because, you know, he's really into that yeah. stuff. To be funny, he's more right. into the funny stuff. Well, I don't not. think that stuff's funny. It's not funny. We, we ate, we, I will never stay there. I will never stay the night there. At Jerome? In, in that particular place. And I'll stay in Jerome, but I but will not stay hotel. in that hotel. No, I Because it used to be a hospital, yeah. um, and it was, it was created around the time of the tuberculosis right. issue where, where so many people died of tuberculosis there. Yeah. Um, but just eating in the restaurant's okay. You can feel, because mm-hmm. that's really all we did. They have a restaurant called The Asylum there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ate there, and it, you, you could feel, like, just the normal kind of, like, pressure. Like, there's definitely stuff there. Right. But I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel anything in the restaurant. But definitely like towards the back part of the hotel like mm-hmm. on the out even just the outside of it mm-hmm. and then like in the elevator mm-hmm. and in there's a hallway like to the main part where all the rooms are i mm-hmm. i didn't go all the way through the hotel mm-hmm. but when you exit the restaurant from the back there's like this room there there's um a hallway that leads out to some rooms and then obviously the hotel goes up you know right. floors or whatever right and just being in that hallway is just and the bathroom, that if you need to go to the bathroom, isn't in the restaurant. You have to go down that hallway and into this public bathroom, which was a bathroom that was used, you know, for patients. There's an actual, like, literally, the bathroom looks like it never was touched. Like, there's an actual place where people used to be hosed down. Oh, wow. In there. Wow. And you're literally sitting on the toilet, and you're facing it, and you're just like... <laughs> have you ever been to Bisbee? Yes. There's a hotel there like that as mm-hmm. well, and I walked through that. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, a lot of people would think it's freaky, but it was really yeah. cool. And I actually saw a couple of kids there. Um, I felt on the one floor a lot of tension, where I do believe it was a murder suicide that happened there. That's just what I got from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of other little places along there, some shops and stuff that. There's shops I wouldn't go in there, but there, are, I don't know if it's still there or not. But there is a um, um, a metaphysical store there that is really nice. It has a lot of stuff in there, and I I actually like it. I haven't been there for a while, but I want to go back. And Tombstone, have you ever been to Tombstone? Yes. Oh my oh god, gosh. I love Tombstone. Yes, Tombstone is. And, and it's really funny because I walk through Tombstone and I can literally see the cowboys and stuff from that time. Yeah. Coming in and out, especially the ones that still have the swinging doors. Yeah. And stuff, it's just freaky. There's definitely like something, I don't want to say dark, but there's a lot going on in that theater. In the birdcage? Yeah. Oh yeah, there is. Especially in the back part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and they wouldn't come out. Because I was there and I was... Every time I... I've been to Tombstone three times. Mm-hmm. The first two times I was there, I wanted to go into the birdcage. And I just could not. Something kept pushing me away from going there. And then the third time I went, I went with Travis. And we went ahead and did the tour. And you can feel things in a certain area, but when you walk into this one area to go through the backstage part, mm-hmm. and it, it's like as soon as I walked in, whatever was in there dissipated. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where'd they go? 
I wanted to see the activity. Yeah. Yeah. It's freaky. There's a lot of stuff. Me and Alex stayed the night there. Really? Yeah, in Tombstone. I did too. Yeah. Did you go in the crystal ball? Yeah. The crystal ball. Mm-hmm. There is someone, when you walk into into the front, there is someone to the left over by the bar that lingers there. And then when you go in the back of the bar, towards where the restrooms and stuff are, and where they have like a little stage or whatever when they play music there, there's someone there. Speaking of which, and this is totally kind of off topic, but it just popped into my head because I was thinking of Alex. So when me and Alex were dating when I was in my early 20s, Uh um, we stayed in a little bed and breakfast in Mm -hmm. Utah. Uh And it was basically, it was an old Victorian house that was moved. So it was from somewhere else and they actually brought it over and put it in Utah so it wasn't built there. And we stayed there and what was weird about it was usually I am the one that notices things and I freak out or whatever mm-hmm. but what was weird about it was we went to bed and I slept perfectly fine all night mm-hmm. but the next day when I got up he was completely exhausted and apparently he didn't sleep at all really at night mm-hmm. and he said it was because somebody was watching us like he kept seeing a shadow in the corner of the room Oh, wow. And he couldn't sleep. Why didn't he wake you up? I guess he didn't want to bother me. Mm. But it was just so weird because I didn't you notice didn't feel or it. feel anything, which was weird because that's usually like the, I'd be the first person to Maybe be... Alex is a shield. I don't know. I want to go do the Queen Mary mm-hmm. tour and I want to stay on there at night and I want to go ghost hunting. Why? Because there's ghosts on there. That's... No. <laughs> we mean no. It would be fun. Yeah, but I don't want to feel other people's pain. I don't want to feel their pain. And they're usually, the reason why people are still there is because of that. That, or they need help. I just don't need to feel it. So, my own problems. (laughs) And and maybe maybe it's because when growing up, my grandmother, I don't know, like, she all, because I was raised by my grandmother mostly growing up, and Mm -hmm. I shared a room Right next to her, there was one wall. Mm-hmm. And every night, she would have conversations with people that weren't there. And I don't mean when she was senile, like when she was really old. I'm t- no. I mean, she did it even when she was older. But she was doing this when she was really, when she was young, mm-hmm. like in her 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, I didn't know her any earlier than that. But, right. but you know, having to, you know, hear that every night. I mean, you get used to it after a while, but it's, you know, it's that whole, like, you can't really deny that there's... Right people that you don't see you right. know and it's and I guess Brian says I do the same thing yes sometimes yes. so I don't know but but I guess this will conclude our spooky evening yeah. stories and you know some are a little spooky some are a little fun. I find it kind of funny because mm-hmm. I'm used to it now mm-hmm. you know I'm much older um but I've had some scary scary stuff happen and I didn't share everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could probably write a book. <laughs> yeah. But if you have any stories, please share them with us. We really would love to know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, share your journeys with us and, you know, your thoughts and stuff that you might have gone through and what you did to get rid of it or whatnot. And um, we'll just have to catch you on the flip side because as the veil thins out, some more mm-hmm. activity starts flying. <laughs> <laughs> so.
Cool. So, um, so we didn't cover um, Halloween on this episode only because we covered it last year. Exactly. So if you are interested in, in listening about the history of Samhain, mm-hmm. which is the Celtic name, if you are interested in listening to that episode, um, it was literally a, a year from October. It was the uh, the Halloween episode, basically, yes. of last year. So, but anyway, we wish you a happy Halloween. Yes. Happy All Saints Day. Happy yep. Soul All, Souls Day. Yes. Happy Day of the Day. Yep. Happy Samhain. Um, and uh, don't be so afraid of the bumps <laughs> in the night. Yes. So until then. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween! Bye! If you would like to reach us, you can email us at eclecticsoulpodcast at gmail.com. We have an IG page, which is also Eclectic Soul Podcast. You can reach us at our Facebook page, which is eclecticsoul.org, and our website, which is also the same as the Facebook. We also have a YouTube page called Eclectic Soul. If you would like to contact us personally, you can contact me at my website, which is musicandmystery.com, or on my Facebook or Instagram page, which is Music and Mystery. If you would like to contact Jin, you can reach her at her Facebook page, which is Just Call Me Jin Jin, or on her Instagram at Call Me Jin Jin. She also has a Twitter, which is at Jin Sullivan.